the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Well, gosh, I guess that means it's my turn again, huh? (laughs) Good afternoon. Welcome, a belated... Let's see, this would be the 15th of February. It's too late to say Happy Valentine's Day. We did that yesterday. So, Mike, if it's the 15th of February, would this be the Ides of February? Just, you know, just wondering. I mean, 15th of March is the Ides of March anyway. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned long enough and I will I will thoroughly impress you with my my level of ignorance (laughs) in any event. Hey, great to have you on board. Coming up tonight, our number two conversation I am really looking forward to. And I think you'll find it a blessing. Dr. Craig Greatman is our um, senior pastor of Church of the Week, uh, focusing this week on Lighthouse Bible Fellowship. And uh, this guy's a fascinating guy. He's got an incredible background. And, um, you know, you just you, you get the sense when you meet somebody that uh, the Lord is doing things. Uh, you'll very much, I think, uh, concur with me after you hear our conversation tonight. Dr. Craig Greatman from Lighthouse Bible Fellowship will be our pastor on Church of the Week coming up tonight. Hour number two right here on KFAX. All right. Lots to talk about. So let's get down to cases. We're going to uh, talk a bit about the current uh, political state that we are in. And um, get some perspective from a biblical viewpoint as we welcome into the conversation Dr. Alex McFarland, religion and culture expert. He's the author of some two dozen best selling books, including his most recent called 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families. And Dr. McFarland, always a delight to have you with us. Well, thank you, Craig. You're so gracious. It's always a privilege to be on. And um, did we lose I him there? Such respect for you. Press that button and press that button, press that button and press that button. And before you know it, testing one, two, three. Can you hear me? I think we probably didn't put 25 cents in the payphone again, huh? Can you hear me now? Should be on the left hybrid according to what you got punched up here. Stand by, folks. This is live radio, and sometimes things zig when they should zag or otherwise. Dr. McFarland, are you there? Yes. White courtesy telephone, please. Calling Dr. Alex McFarland. Can you hear me? Ah, you now hear me? I hear you. Now yeah. I hear you. Sorry about that. 
That's okay. You know, every uh, once in a while, things go well. a little bit awry, and uh, we got it all worked out now. I think we might drop another two bits of the coin slot. <laughs> At well, any rate, Dr. Hey. McFarland, always a delight to have you join us on the program. And, and as we lead off tonight, there's a lot to unpack here, so I'm going to just kind of dive right in. First, let me get your take on the events of yesterday. Uh, it's interesting that before the program today, somebody has sent me an article um, that is pondering the question, is it reasonable to bring children into today's world? And certainly on the heels of the tragic shooting yesterday, it, it raises questions about what's going on in, you know, not only American society, but the overall state of, of man's sin nature. And I was taken aback, not surprised, but yeah, a bit taken aback by news today that at the core of this tragic shooting in Kansas City yesterday, one person lost their life, 20 others injured, eight of the 20 are children, that the entire thing, thankfully, was not the result of terrorism, but rather a personal dispute between two juveniles who decided we're going to solve this right here and now, million people watching, no big deal, pull out our guns. I mean, as you look at these kinds of scenarios, what do we conclude in terms of the state of the family today, and particularly kids that behave like this? Well, certainly it was a tragedy. Our hearts go out to the victims, and uh, we you know, just pray the, the consolation and healing of God on these people. And, and also, and, and I realize this is kind of mundane, but um, you know, I'm sad for the Kansas City people that wanted to celebrate you know, something as innocent as a great sports victory, and, and here it's forever tainted, and it will be remembered for this tragedy. So it's, it's just sad on so many levels. But um, I would encourage people, you know, life is still a gift from God. Uh, family is still a blessing from God. Uh, the Bible says children are a blessing and a heritage from the Lord. So I, I can understand that people might, you know, think long and hard about, you know, bringing kids into this world. But really, here, here's the thing, Craig. Um, Christ is coming back. Um, I personally believe it may be very soon, but we just don't know. And the early church turned the Roman Empire upside down on the strength of the family. And the the worst thing we could do is just to uh, fold up our tent and give up. We need to be hopeful. We need to be encouraged. Uh, life is still a blessing. Jesus is still the Lord. And, and he, he blesses marriage and family. And I, I think the hope of this nation are, are good, strong Christian families, Craig. And I would encourage people to, uh, you know, uh, stay positive, stay bold, stay joyful. And let's raise kids and bring, bring children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And, you know, it occurs to me, and I know that every time one of these mass shooting events takes place, the dialogue kicks up into high gear related to Second Amendment controls over guns, back and forth it goes. Ultimately, politically, nothing seems to ever happen in one direction or another. But it does raise an interesting question, and that is that the Constitution in this country hasn't changed in over 200 years, but the behavior uh, certainly uh, of Americans has changed and pretty dramatically. And I have to wonder from a 
from a cultural viewpoint, since you spend so much time studying this and, and researching this, is part of the issue that we've sort of developed a, a, a culture of violence? It isn't to say that it's not always been there. I mean, Cain and Abel, right? But but when you yeah. look at what happens with entertainment today, um, I had a conversation on the program yesterday with the vice president of the Children's Television Council, and the discussion came down to the fact that even films that we would oftentimes deem to be good, wholesome, great for families, viewing, they will intentionally add foul language to step it up to at least a PG rating out of belief that it's PG or less, meaning general audiences that a lot of people say, oh, that's just a movie for kids. And and, and the notion of stepping it up to a PG rating in order to then uh, get some attention at the Academy Awards, and then once the thing seems to gain enough attention to go back, re-edit the film to take out the foul language that created the PG rating in the first place in order to take it back down to what the producers wanted to do in the very beginning. When you add things like that with the fact that so much entertainment today for kids watching video games, what they see on the internet, television, movies, the whole gambit, seems to be so violently centric. I I guess at a level, is it any wonder that we see children behave that way when we've convinced them that this is the way adults settle disputes? Yeah. You know, uh, my my friend, the late Chuck Colson, I'm sure you you probably knew him and interviewed him as well. Many, many times. But, um, brilliant, brilliant guy. And Dr. Colson would talk about the coarsening of the culture. That, that we really are, like you say, that gratuitous profanity and just violence and the cheapening of, of humanity and, and lack of respect. And, of course, um, sexual deviancy, sexual immorality. Yeah, many years ago, Cal Thomas, the columnist, wrote an article, I'll never forget the headline, and he talked about, quote, the diminishing returns of explicitness. Hmm. And he, he talked about the fact that, you know, you push the envelope and it's, you know, shocking. And then the next time uh, to get the shock value, you have to push the envelope farther. It's just like, you know, the gladiator games in Rome and, you know, increasing levels of blood sport to get the adrenaline pumping. And we're like that. I mean, I remember the Grammys a couple of years ago. Um, a friend of mine was playing in a group that was nominated for a Grammy. So I was watching. But the opening act, I mean, it was like a combination of porn and paganism. Mm. And we're a culture... And, Craig, I think a big part of it has been the breakdown of the family. Um, Kids don't know impulse control. Um, Kids, not all, but many kids, they don't know what it is to um, be polite and to show respect and and exercise etiquette. And we're we're just a a very uh, coarsened, uh, debased culture. And I know this might sound old-fashioned, but it's not old-fashioned. It's just simply timeless. We need family and we need church. Craig, I I give God the praise. I'll have 1,200 youth in seven camps this summer. And, you know, at first, and we've done this for 25 years, but sometimes kids, especially the kids from inner city, they, they just don't know how to process. You know, but we're playing playing volleyball, playing softball, swimming in a lake. Then we have Bible study, and we teach biblical worldview, we teach the gospel. And I have had kids, last summer I had kids, by, you know, the the fifth day, 
and it's time to pack up and go home. I'm talking um, guys that are, they look like they're from gangs and they're weeping saying, Mr. McFarland, I don't want to go home. I want to stay here. I, I don't want what I've got back at home because they really don't even have a home. My point is this, we've got to be in this for the long game, the long haul, and we need to, to build families we need to get in the, the lives of young people and mentor and encourage and, and yeah, share the gospel, but also tutor and help kids with schoolwork, show kids how to change a spare tire on a car, and then look at them and say, look, you can do something with your life. Don't, don't give up. Don't, don't fall into drugs and destructive behavior. Get your education. God put you here for a purpose. See, I, Craig, I think a lot of kids need to be lovingly reminded that God made them, and, and their life matters. But but it matters. It's got to be based on God and morality, Jesus Christ and truth. We've got to inspire this generation about life and about their purpose here. You know, I, that leads to a question, but I just realized we're, we're at the quarter hour and I don't want to ask it and have to cut you off. So stand by because I, I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into this. And uh, bear with me. There's a method to my madness. We're going to take this into the, the political arena and what's going on in the body politic in America today in just a moment. But I get the sense that there is some connection here of the dots. And I want to do more of that and have Dr. Alex McFarland kind of walk us down the road so we get a better understanding of kind of that. 30,000 foot high picture of what's going on in our country today, not just politically, but at the very core, morally and spiritually. Dr. Alex McFarland, religion and culture expert with us today. His latest book, by the way, it's a great one to have a copy of. The book's called 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families, and it's available right now. You can get information online at, at alexmcfarland.com. That's alexmcfarland.com. A time out. Back to more of our conversation as Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. We return to our conversation with religion and culture expert, best-selling author, Dr. Alex McFarland. Dr. McFarland, just before the break, we were talking about the trends that we're seeing in, in American culture today, although, quite frankly, we see it throughout the globe where there seems to be further erosion of the nuclear family, uh, kids that behave out, act out in, in oftentimes pretty frightening ways. And I have to just wonder if there's a sense that, you know, the, the notion of uh, as as the, the family goes, so goes the nation. If some of this goes right back to issues in the family of origin for these kids, and I'm reminded of the old phrase, the fish rots from the head down. If, if parents are not providing leadership, if there's fighting going on at home, or, or dad is not fulfilling his responsibility as, as provider and protector, and, and examples are not being Set. There's not real mentoring going on in the house that shows young people not only how to, to live in a happy marriage, but also how to, to respect God and put family first and have the proper priorities in life. If there's dysfunctionality in the home, doesn't it follow that this is almost sort of the, the domino effect? Well, yeah, exactly, because we, we learn, to a large degree, we learn and we adopt the dynamics 
uh, that we're raised in. And, you know, I'm just going to say it. It's not politically correct, but God knows that I'm simply a person that cares about people. I care about God's truth. In our nation, we have got to restore an ethic of family. And we men need to know that the, the most masculine male thing they can do is be true to their spouse, be true to one woman, and love the mother of their children. I, you know, I, I tell men, I say, men, the best thing you can do for your children is to love their mother. And in the black community, and, and look, there is sin all the way around, but um, it, it's a tragedy of immeasurable magnitude, the breakdown of the black family here in America. And um, I know I was a youth pastor for 11 years. I've been speaking to teenagers, you know, for the last 1,300 weeks, uh, 25 years. And young people, they need to know that they have worth and value and dignity. But the primary context in which we learn this is in the home. And so much of uh, gang involvement, drug use, at-risk behavior, um, not finishing school, not getting a vision for life, not to mention failure to be brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It, it's the breakdown of the family. And so a, a lot of elected officials on the left, um, they believe in, you don't hear this word too much, but it's statism. The answer is always government. The answer is you know, public education. The answer is, you know, a welfare state. No, that is not the answer. America was at her best, uh, not only in terms of stability and safety, but even godliness and prosperity when we were a nation that valued the family. And, you know, certainly pop music, pop media, so much of our entertainment it affirms the things that are absolutely antithetical to family. You know, sexual promiscuity, being a, being a, a player, you know. Um, no, those, those things, what's so sad, Craig, is this. After, you know, your youth is wasted on the lies of godless media, I, I counsel people that are 30 to 70 years old, they have no family, no spouse, no children to love them. They they spent their 20s and early 30s believing the lies of, you know, immorality. Uh, and what people need, they need two things. It's very simple. They need God and family. I believe this to the core of my soul, Craig. The two things that make life worthwhile and fill the heart. And, and they meet every emotional and spiritual need we have, God and family. And, you know, you look at the state of what's going on in our nation today between displays of violence yesterday and what otherwise should have been a, a wonderful family-oriented type of celebration for the Kansas City Chiefs, although obviously from San Francisco it's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit disappointing. Yeah. But what should have been happy and wholesome turns into tragedy. And I just have to wonder, we look at this and so many other examples out there, are we seeing the dysfunctionality of the home now spilling out into greater society where 
you know, I mean, let's face it. If children don't respect their parents or mom and dad don't show and model respect for one another in front of the kids, why would we expect them to then leave the house and show it to strangers? Exactly. Perfectly logical, Craig. You're, you're right on the money. And that's why, you know, let's, let's step back and remember what Almighty God was doing in creating the human race. Because life is so brief. You know, God is making uh, people that can have a relationship with Him. Uh, the good news is God loves us. The bad news is we sin. Our sin separates us from God. But God so loved the world that He sent Jesus to be our Savior. And the beautiful thing is, for those that are willing to uh, receive Christ's forgiveness and to, to humble ourselves and say, God, I've sinned. I'm not doing it right. I'm Lord, I need you to change me. Forgive me, save me, change me. And by the way, to anybody listening to this program right now, Jesus does love you, and Christ is as close by as a prayer. And no matter how far you are into the journey of life, uh, Jesus will meet you where you are, no matter what your age is. But Craig, here's the thing. Um, Chuck Colson said it. My former boss, James Dobson, would say it. Um, some of the greatest, Francis Schaeffer, uh, the family was designed by God to prepare our hearts for life and eternity and the gospel. See, in the family, we learn about grace and unconditional love. In the family, we learn about accountability and punishment, rewards. And the book of Proverbs talks about, you know, discipline. And we have this, this sin nature, you know, this, this sin nature that if it is not reined in, it will destroy us. But God gave, you know, a mother and a dad. And Craig, isn't it better to learn discipline in the home while the stakes are low? Far better to get a, a spanking by mom rather than life in prison under a judge. And, you know... Uh, I, I realize some might be dismissive and say that this is some old-fashioned, you know, Ozzie and Harriet vision. But look, um, it it worked for six thousand years of recorded human history. The the family, uh, the you know, morals, the church, and in the last twenty-five, thirty years, Craig, I think we've gotten too too smart for our own good. Progressive, modern. You know, let's deconstruct everything and rebuild it in this modern in it. And look where we are. Well, and, and, and you know, we, we have flexible definitions now where, you know, we've gone from uh, debate over what's the truth to whether or not there is truth and then finally settled on, well, everybody gets to have their own truth. You can have your own, everybody can have their own set of facts. And, you know, all of these issues, I think, have combined together between the dysfunctionality in the home leading to dysfunctionality in society and, and ultimately dysfunctionality of an entire nation. And I want to talk about that a bit when we come back because there's been a lot of talk about uh, what's going on in the, in the body politic these days and a lot of consternation out there that, that seems to be increasingly growing. And, and I guess ultimately the question is, from a Christian perspective, what ought our roles to be from God's viewpoint when it comes to serving Him, loving, honor, and honoring our family, 
And what is our duty to country? We'll talk about that next. Dr. Alex McFarland, religion and culture expert, best-selling author. His latest book called 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families. Available through his website at alexmcfarland.com. A brief time out back with more as Lifeline continues. On smart speakers and the Odyssey. San Francisco, A service of Salem Media Group. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Thank you kindly, sir. Welcome back to the conversation. Dr. Alex McFarland, my guest in this segment of the program. Don't forget tonight, hour number two, our um, Church of the Week, featuring this time around Dr. Craig Greatman from Lighthouse Bible Fellowship. We'll get to that conversation tonight in the 6 o'clock hour. Meanwhile, as we continue our dialogue, sort of dissecting uh, the trends that have been taking place in American society and culture over the last probably generation and a half, two generations, and seeing not only the way in which there's been a rapid disintegration of the family, which of course leads, as we are learning, to a disintegration of culture and societies. It spills out of the home into greater society. And of course, we've even seen that reach into the body politic, where over the last many years, the level of division in our country has gotten wider and broader. And clearly there's a sense that some are, you know, playing this thing for, for all it's worth. But I have to wonder, when we, when we talk about putting this in proper context, how do we teach Christians to understand the balance between understanding that our, our political enemy is not our enemy in the flesh, because we don't battle against flesh and blood, but principalities and spirits in high places, and we really, I think, need to see these people as, as individuals in need of a Savior. But that said, understanding that balance there with the responsibility we have to be light and salt, and I think part of that salt, part of that preservative is to be engaged. I mean, let's face it. We're one of the, 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 the few nations that in the truest form of the word, as Lincoln said in the Gettysburg Address, government of, by, and for the people. And yet so often we either completely abdicate any sense of responsibility of self-coverance and want to leave it up to either somebody else or the professionals, or we get so deep into the body politic that we forget what our responsibility is to be light. How do we strike that balance? Great question, Craig. And again, thank you for having me on. I have, I have such respect for you as a thinker and a communicator. But um, yeah, we are blessed to live in a nation where we have recourse when there are bad laws and things that are detrimental. Uh, we have free speech. We can influence people. And we have, uh, for all of its foibles and struggles, we still have the ballot box. We can vote. And, you know, in recent times, it's it's become kind of assumed that pastors just delicately, you know, uh, shepherd their flock. And the pastor is just a guy that, you know, visits you if you're in the hospital. But really, throughout church history and even in our nation's history, Craig, as I'm sure you know, pastors were, well, for one thing, the the, the local minister was supposed to be, and very often was like the most literate guy in the community. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, said that the local congregation deserves the highest scholarship the church can offer. And very often, pastors would preach election sermons. He would inspire and challenge their people to vote and vote godly. And, you know, as a man, you know, I've 
had the privilege of speaking in more than 2,000 American churches. I pastored two different churches myself. Um, yeah, I call on my fellow clergy to use your pulpit to influence people for godliness and social and civic involvement. And, and I know our, you know, core, core calling is to evangelize and live out the Great Commission. But we also, I believe, Craig, before God, we have a stewardship issue to preserve our nation, our freedom, our prosperity, so that we can do good things and fund missions and infrastructure. You know, think about this, Craig. Whenever I'm in, like, a developing nation, a third world country, if you ever find, like, a well or a school, um, it's always put there by, you know, Samaritan's Purse, Compassion International, World Help, World Vision, you know, uh, Baptist Men on Mission, all of the benevolent work around the world that America does, and we have led in this, and it's a blessing we can do so. It's never by, like, people united for the separation of church and state, or the you know, American Civil Liberties Union, or American Atheists. I, I've yet to be in a third world country and find cold water provided you know, your, your friends at American Atheists. No, it's always a Christian entity. And pastors, I call on you to preach and get your people voting and voting godly. Because here's the thing, Craig, I had a pastor say to me, he said, well, you know, I'm not called to speak about politics. I'm called to evangelize. You, you can evangelize while you're locked in a jail cell. That's true. But you can only do missions in a culture where you have latitude and freedom prosperity, stability, uh, and America is under demonic attack because for two centuries we have led the world in funding the Great Commission. And, you know, I'm just going to say it, and this is the big picture, but um, Satan wants America to unravel, and one of his prime avenues of attack has been to dismantle the family, but... Uh, America is in the spiritual crosshairs of Satan because we have been the, the, the country that gave a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. We have been funding and leading in the Great Commission, and the devil doesn't want that. So there's, there's a spiritual battle because we've been a godly nation and a nation that told the world of Jesus. And, you know, I think that, that anyone eavesdropping on this conversation would say, uh, if, for example, I asked the question, do you have a responsibility to defend your home? You say, well, absolutely. I, you know, man's home is his castle, right? That's, that's, that's the covering over the family. So, of the course, I have a responsibility to defend my home. But I think sometimes we, we limit that definition and think that that sense of protection and defense only extends to the four walls of your dwelling, not to perhaps recognize the, the broader place that we call home, which is our, our, our town, the community, um, our state 
our nation and and the broader sense of understanding that th- this attack I was just reading earlier today the Chinese are now creating a new misinformation campaign set to create even more division called spamouflage it's just hitting the news today um, yeah. this was un- unraveled by uh, some researchers in London but my point is if the enemy can divide and conquer can confuse us can divide us can create up per- create a, 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 a false sense of, of of responsibility and duty and and and, and perhaps believe that well no I, I don't have to vote somebody else can do that for me no I think that when we talk about defending and protecting one's home it, it extends beyond the four walls would you agree absolutely absolutely uh, we have uh, an obligation and, and really a stewardship issue to defend this country uh, and, and you know what uh, we forget in in terms of world history, what we have in America, it's very young. I mean, really, I know you think, you know, well, since 1776, um, you know, two and a half centuries, essentially, that's a long time. But really, in world history, um, a nation with prosperity, unparalleled uh, achievements. I mean, we've got everything from, you know, air conditioning to electricity to penicillin to, uh, you know, self-determination in terms of transportation. America gave the world airplanes and automobiles and the prosperity, you know, you can travel. Maybe you were born into a family that were poor farmers, but this is not a caste system. If you want to become a doctor, you can do that. That's why, Craig, I tell kids, stay clean, hang on to your dreams. I mean, honestly, if you work hard, live right, say your prayers, live within your means, you can become somebody. I mean, Craig, I give God the glory. I don't want to talk about myself. I really don't. But we literally, we were the poor, white, trash farmers. Um, I went to Sunday school in a car that the floorboards were rusted out, and the kids would make fun of me because I smelled like exhaust. We didn't know it, but we were the the poor white trash. And 30 years ago, uh, you know, I had $58 and the shirt on my back, and here I am, and I give God the glory. But, you know, 20 books in print, been to five continents in all 50 states. But here's my point. America gives you an opportunity, and, and we must preserve this nation because... Suddenly, thousands of years, people are born in monarchies uh, or, you know, dictatorships, and suddenly we have freedom. And like Abraham Lincoln said, you know, uh, of the people and by the people and for the people, and our founders said, government by the consent of those governed. Governed, yeah. That's a radical idea in terms of world history. And look at the prosperity, the achievement, the accomplishments, the technology, and not to mention, you know, literacy and freedom of expression and freedom to share the gospel. And this precious enclave of heaven on earth that's been called America. 
we dare not lose it. No, and to understand that there have been millions of people down through the millennia before us that have, would have prayed they could have had even a tenth of the freedoms that we enjoy here in the United States. And you know, freedom is never free. It's been bought with a price, just as our salvation may be free from our perspective, but it was bought and paid for with a huge price. And I think we need to understand just how precious this is and uh, how important it is that we preserve it, protect it, and defend it. And that our home and that responsibility of same goes beyond the four walls of just our dwelling. Dr. Alex McFarland, culture and religion expert, the new book called 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families. That's his latest and available on the web at alexmcfarland.com. That's alexmcfarland.com. Dr. McFarland, as always, a privilege to have you with us. 547 from KFAX. The new FedNow system is paving the way for the digital dollar. It grants the government unprecedented access to your financial transactions. This isn't just an invasion of privacy. It's a direct assault in your liberty and hard-earned money. It's another reason why I recommend physical gold IRAs from the Birch Gold Group. I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst and a podcaster with nearly 25 million downloads to people just like you who cherish their financial independence. A precious metals IRA can help you avoid the scrutiny of Big Brother while also preserving your retirement savings through almost anything, including economic crashes, political instability, and even hyperinflation. To find out more, get your free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and see how a gold IRA can help you. Text FAITH to 989898. And remember, there's no strings attached. Text FAITH to the number 989898 right now. And I pray you're blessed with continued prosperity. This is Bob Lapine from Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Our team is always grateful to hear from our KFAX family of listeners. It's a privilege to bring the truth of God's word to you on this station. Please know that your prayerful support is appreciated. It allows us to continue broadcasting on KFAX. If you'd like to support this ministry, go to truthforlife.org. Don't risk losing the trusted news, traffic, sports, and weather you get from AM radio stations. It's time to make your voice heard. We need Congress to pass the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act to keep AM radio in cars. When Internet and cell services are out, AM could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to pass this critical legislation now. The message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text STOP to STOP. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. This is John MacArthur. Join me today for Portraits of Grace. When Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me, he was stating a truth that has been especially dear to me since the early days of my theological education. I may never fully comprehend the depth of what it means to belong to Christ, but I will forever glory in it. Peter said, You're a people for God's own possession, which means God bought us with a price. Christians are uniquely God's because He paid the price to redeem us from the bondage of sin and death. Thus we are His. And since we are His eternally, we must live accordingly and rejoice in such a glorious privilege. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to live as portraits of grace. Do you? 
you know an outstanding teacher who doesn't get the recognition they deserve? We here at AM 1100 KFAX understand that teachers work tirelessly for their students and we want to honor them, but we need your help. Nominate your Teacher of the Month right now at kfax.com so we can show our sincere appreciation for them. Nominate them now at kfax.com. Presented by Ocean Grove Charter School. How can you draw closer to God and increase your knowledge of His Word? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. By reading four chapters a day, you'll read the entire Bible in less than a year. Or pick a specific topic, such as the life of Christ or the New Testament. Choose among more than 20 free Bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days. BibleStudyTools.com lets you choose your favorite translation. Track your progress and grow your faith online at BibleStudyTools.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Well, today a special guest joining us on the program, and he'll be familiar undoubtedly to many of you. Perhaps if you've ever been down south in the Atlanta, Georgia area, you'll know him as the senior pastor of Church of the Apostles in Atlanta, Georgia. Or maybe better still, you know him as best-selling author and speaker on the Leading the Way radio broadcast. Pleasure to have join us today, Dr. Michael Youssef. Dr. Youssef, been a while since we've had a chance to talk. Great to have you with us today. My pleasure. If I'm not mistaken, I think the last time we had a chance to visit was, my goodness, probably prior to COVID. And so much has changed since that time. But I don't want to get distracted here. Uh, let's start first about your new book. It's a fascinating one, and I think extremely timely as we talk about the issue of teaching people how to read the Bible. And I think the subtitle is also important as if your life depends upon it. But if you would, perhaps give us a bit of context in terms of the, what motivated you to sit down and pen this book. Uh, you work, of course, ministry in Atlanta area, and um, we've seen a lot of changes taking place down in the South. In fact, I read the other day that some of the greatest amount of movement in the United States seems to all be heading from states like, well, New York and California all down your way. So give us some perspective in terms of where you see us today and where we're going to be headed, perhaps in the very near term? Well, it's a big mess, <laughs> to, to say the least. For us, at least from our eyes, uh, it's a mess. But from God's eyes, it is not. He's got it all worked out. He's got the plan. He's, nobody can thwart his plans. But from a human point of view, still you cannot help but feel uh, that a state that has been for 20 years really becoming conservative, becoming uh, very uh, thoughtful in their approach. They moved a long way away from the old days. Uh, we had Sonny Perdue as our governor, the first one in 135 years as a Republican. And then all of a sudden, uh, the, the kind of the, 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 the bottom fell off the uh, bag. And, and, uh, and then with the influx of people from, I'm told there are about 100,000 moving in here every month, and they're coming from your way. And and sadly, you know, the message sometimes I give when I'm with locally, I tell them, I said, look, you come here, don't turn it into the places that you left, because that's a mess. And uh, so, but the, 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 the state, I was just having lunch today with one of the leaders of the state government, and the state is changing 
particularly the Atlanta. Now, the rest of Georgia is remaining stalwart and strong, but the city of Atlanta, where that influx of uh, others who are coming in from other parts of the country is, is really changing. We haven't been able to get our senator elected in the last three years. Undoubtedly, some of the changes, of course, that we've been seeing in our country over the last four, five, six years, maybe even longer now, goes to that sense of beginning to drift away from our historical Judeo-Christian ethic, uh, the the moorings, if you will, that guided America in her founding from that point to just recent times. And suddenly we're no longer embracing a moral code that shows honor and respect for God and quite frankly, respect for each other. And, you know, you you look at some of the challenges that the nation is grappling with. I'm wondering from your perspective and and as an immigrant yourself, what you think about some of the changes that we're seeing going on in our country today. I think uh, laws uh, and government that are given by God, according to Romans 13, to protect the citizenry. In fact, the federal government has only Two roles is to protect uh, the citizens and defend them, and, and none of the other stuff that has in, increased by, with time. But I can tell you, and I speak as an immigrant, when I immigrated to this country, I had to, and my family, we had to go through a medical examination, not by our doctor, local doctor that we go to, but the embassy, the American embassy doctor. Uh, We had to prove that uh, we have clearance from the tax department that we owe no taxes in the country that we're in. We had to prove a police report that we have no records, police records in the countries we come from. All of that, and when you think about it, I had to sign an affidavit that I've never been involved with a communist party or a communist, uh, 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 and all of that was fine. We, We, I never complained. I thought it was wonderful. And because that's what a country's supposed to be, is protecting their citizens. But when you open a border under the guise of compassion, that's not compassion. Imagine me as a father. I would open my door to criminals to come into my house where, you know, my family is not protected. I would be very irresponsible. In fact, I would be a, a, a partner in crime. And that is what is happening to us as a nation. God gave us a government in order to protect the citizenry. Now we're opening the doors that criminals come in here, attack the citizens, loot the shops, do whatever you want to do. There are no consequences. And that is absolutely a miscarriage of responsibility and justice for any nation. It doesn't matter which nation, any nation. And all nations have laws. If you've just joined us, we're visiting today with Dr. Michael Youssef, Senior Pastor of Church of the Apostles in Atlanta, Georgia, and of course, speaker on the Leading the Way radio broadcast, heard nationally as well as here in the San Francisco Bay Area on our sister station, AM 1640 KDIA. Dr. Youssef, kind of continuing the same line of, of thought, I'm curious about your observations related to the trends we're seeing today in the American family. For example, in addition to not just a high divorce rate, but now we're also beginning to see 
a low marriage rate. And it seems as if a lot of the fundamental aspects of our culture and society are being challenged and stripped away. You know, what the norms once were for not just centuries, for millennia are being questioned and challenged. And it almost seems as if we're creating an environment where children are growing up not knowing who they are, what their relationship to God is, or even whether or not God exists at all. And while certainly those questions have been around us for a long, long time, to see the rapid rate of deterioration is very alarming. What do you think about some of these trends? It's satanic. That's all it is from our Christian point of view. It's it's pure satanic activities. The destruction of the family is Satan's desire from day one. He destroyed the marriage of Adam and Eve by having rebel against God. And he has been trying to do this ever since. He's First of all, of course, he's trying to have a, a, a conduct a coup d'etat to unseat God from his throne. And then he got thrown out of heaven with a third of the angelic being. And they are creating havoc. And I really believe that Satan is now sensing that his time coming to an end. And he does not know the times. Even Jesus said he did not. Only the Father knows the moment where the world's going to end. But he senses it. He, he, he can read the tea leaves, of it, as it were. And he feels that his time is coming to an end. And therefore, he is intensifying his activities. Your new book, it's a very timely one, I think, particularly given the degree of biblical illiteracy we see in the church today. And that degree of illiteracy, I think, is growing. The new title is How to Read the Bible as if Your Life Depends Upon It. In the darkest Uh, night, even the smallest light shines bright. Remember, we are called to be salt and light. AM 1100 KFAX San Francisco and at oneplace.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.